welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Sorwick here with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Good to hear, man. We had a very uh, entertaining week of football, to say the least. I think you would uh, agree with that. Uh, lots to get into, uh, especially college football-wise. There's a lot to talk about. But uh, let's uh, let's start things off with the NFL. Um, kicking things off on Thursday night football, we had the Cowboys hosting the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Dallas won uh, 41 to 35. Um, it wasn't a blowout game like I thought it could potentially be, but um, uh, both quarterbacks in this game looked really, really good. Uh, Dak Prescott just under 300 yards, threw for three touchdowns. Uh, Geno Smith over 330 yards as well. CeeDee Lamb had a really, really good game for Dallas as well. Um, and the defense able to hold on and uh, able to take the victory here for Dallas. Yeah, this was a um, a shootout game here with uh, each team going back and forth, high-scoring game. Dallas, though, pulls it off. This is definitely one of their better wins they've had this year, considering they've played some pretty bad teams. But Dak Prescott looks like he's clicking right now. Um, I got people saying Dak Prescott's a top three quarterback right now. I uh, I still got to hold back on that just because I know uh, what Dak uh, can do over the last few seasons. Man, I can't put Dak up there that high, but people are high on Dak right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not high on him. I mean, if, if we're talking about, you know, the last four weeks, yeah, he, he's been playing like a top three quarterback over the last four weeks. Uh, but yeah, uh, very uh, good win. Nice shootout win uh, for Dallas. Uh, the Saints hosted the Lions Sunday afternoon. Uh, Lions just barely holding on to victory, uh, thirty-three to twenty-eight. Lions went up big early, twenty-one nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then the Saints clawed uh, clawed themselves back into this game. Um, you know, uh, Jared Goff didn't have any, you know bad turnovers in this game, which was always good to see, but uh, the defense just couldn't hold up after the first quarter, man. It was it was like something just switched, and, and they just could not get uh, – or could not stop the Saints, and the Lions just barely had to hold on uh, in this game. Yeah, this game was crazy because um, I thought this would be the, the game where they finally get their dominant win – they haven't had a dominant win all year. The only game you could maybe say was against the Raiders when they beat the Raiders. But even I'd the say the, the first that the first Green Bay good. game, I'd I'd say they definitely dominated Green Bay in the first game. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh definitely one you could say. I, I don't know. I mean, they. I was looking for the Lions to have like a thirty-plus point win, like dominant, just like complete blah win and uh it looked great at first i mean they played amazing just uh scoring right away getting an interception scoring and uh running it up and then they had three and out after they got it uh going up 21 nothing and from there they just really couldn't do much at all after that uh they let the saints back into it Taysom hill was coming in and uh being like a spark plug for him every time he came in, they were getting big plays and 
Uh, Elvin Kamara was doing his thing. He was getting a lot of uh, goal line work, and the Saints were getting a lot of uh, red zone activity um, that they were able to capitalize on. They said that the previous week they were 0 for 5 in the red zone, and uh, this week, you know, they converted pretty much every time they were down there. And if it wasn't for Carr going down, man, I don't know if the Saints might have uh, came back and won that game. They brought in Jameis Winston, and he was trash. I don't know why they brought in him. They should have just kept in Taysom Hill. He was killing us every time. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was a crazy game. I mean, look at the dang uh, guy in the chain gang, man. Freaking broke his leg on live. Yeah, that was awful looking, man. It was crazy. I literally saw that. I was like, did that guy just break his leg, bro? Like, nah, it was crazy this week with ankle injuries and uh, foot and leg injuries. It was it was a crazy week. Just reports of, like, all these uh, star players, man, getting hurt. We'll, we'll get to more of that later on. But, yeah, it was a tough week for uh, players and like ankle injuries. Yeah, it was a tough week indeed. Uh, we we at some point we're gonna have to discuss the Lions' misuse of Jameer Gibbs pretty much all season because uh, mm-hmm. man, they are not using him at all. And then uh, Sam Laporta, dude, just incredible! What a, game. what a game! 140 yards on nine receptions and a touchdown. I mean, I, I mean, clearly best rookie tight end in in this class and probably in a very long time. I mean, he's becoming almost already kind of like a, a Travis Kelsey or a um, – uh, what's his name? A San Francisco. I can't think of his name right now. George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle. He's, he's almost becoming that old, reliable t- uh, tight end that uh, that we need, and uh, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of him, man. He is – usually tight ends don't come into the, the league this good right away. It takes a couple years to develop, but, man – He's looking really good. Uh, speaking of really good, this game was the complete fucking opposite of it. Uh, the Patriots hosted the Chargers. The Chargers win it six to fucking nothing. Um, horrible, horrible game for both teams. I thought this was going to be LA blowout, but um, yeah, just um, terrible game from from both sides. Bailey Zappi looked horrible. Justin Herbert didn't look all too great. Um, the, the, the LA offense just could not move the ball against this really bad uh, New England defense. But uh, LA just getting two field goals, and that was clearly enough to, to uh, win the game. Yeah, I saw um, a statistics, Jane. I think it was since like 1938 that teams that had scored or held their opponents under 10 points in three consecutive games and lost every time, which is what the Patriots have done these last three weeks. They've, uh, they're, I know you just kind of mentioned their defense not being that great, but their defense has been the strong suit so far, at least recently. They've been holding opponents down uh, points-wise. They just can't score anything on offense. It's like the Iowa effect, man. Uh, it's like, what in the Iowa is this game, man? 6-0? What an awful performance by both teams. Yeah, it was just awful. Awful display of offense. Uh, the Steelers hosted the Cardinals. The Cardinals pulling off the upset victory here, 24-10. to Um, 
this was not a good game for Pittsburgh. Uh, they've been up and down really all season. Um, you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky was in for Pittsburgh. Uh, it was it was just a mess uh, all over the place for Pittsburgh. Uh, Kyler Murray didn't have the most spectacular day. I mean, he went 13 for 23, which is not terrible, but he, he threw for less than 150 yards. But uh, Arizona getting a nice win here over a pretty decent-sized favorite in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, you know, Kevin Pickett went out hurt, and that right there kind of uh, opened their chances to uh, to uh, losing this game from the Cardinals here. And Steelers, man, you see they win all these close games, and then Pickett goes down, and they can't even beat the Cardinals. No, they, they can't even beat the damn Cardinals, who are just absolutely terrible. Uh, the Titans hosted the Colts. Uh, the Colts take it in overtime, thirty-one to twenty-eight. I picked Indy. Uh, no, I, I picked uh, Tennessee to win this game, but uh, Indy was able to pull off the W. Gardner Minshew actually had a pretty decent game, uh, throwing for over three hundred yards. Will Levis looked absolutely horrible. I don't honestly know how uh, this this Tennessee offense was even in this game, outside of Derrick Henry being an absolute beast this week. But uh, Indy able to hold on in overtime. Um, and, uh, yeah, Indy gets the W. Yeah, I figured this game would be close. I think I was kind of going with Tennessee as well, but I kind of also wanted to pick Indy just because they've been doing somewhat better this year. I can't believe uh, Indy's got seven wins now, though. So crazy to see uh this team and what they're doing. Yeah, this team whose roster is not good at all. They don't have their starting quarterback. He's out for the rest of the year. And they're a wild card team right now in the AFC, which is crazy to think about because I don't think anyone was expecting the Colts to be near the playoffs this year. Uh, the Texans hosted the Broncos. Uh, Texans win 22-17. to uh, The the Denver that had been playing the last few weeks, uh, yeah, they didn't show up this week at all. Uh, same with really Houston, though. They didn't look all too great. C.J. Stroud played a decent game, but uh, Russ, three interceptions in this game, 15 for 26, just did not look good. And that, that Denver defense, which was doing pretty good this year, I mean, they held Houston at only 22 points, but uh, not not able to, to do just enough to uh, to secure the victory here. Yeah, um, this was a, a tight game between two teams that were pretty uh, pretty hot right now with Denver winning five in a row and uh, Houston coming off uh, a stretch of good football here. And Houston pulls it out, man. This is going to be a nice uh, win for them moving forward. And, you know, now with Jacksonville uh, up in question here after – their game, which we'll get into later, um, we'll see if they have a chance to maybe take this division. Yeah, Houston with a good chance now. We'll we'll get into that game shortly, but they're they're very very close uh, to the to getting this division now. Uh, the Jets hosted the Falcons, another really just awful game. Uh, Falcons winning thirteen to eight. Uh, look, we had two really good defenses going against two really bad offenses. 
Um, and it, and it really showed, I mean, you get 13 to eight, that's just terrible looking. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, good game for, uh, for Atlanta, at least to get the, the W and get themselves into the division lead here. Um, which is mind boggling to me how they're six and six and leading their division. But, uh, you know, that's the NFC South for you. Uh, Tim Boyle didn't look all too good. Desmond Shitter, well, yeah, that's self-explanatory. Um, B. John Robinson, man, just has not looked really good since basically like first two games of the season. Yeah, this game was just awful. Like another mid-off. Uh, the Jets started out early with a safety in this game and then pretty much field goals all throughout after that. Um Tim Boyle just got released, so Zach Wilson doesn't even want to come back. He says he's reluctant to come back. It's like they are just in shambles until Rodgers comes back, and uh, they're four and eight. They're just going through it right now. And the Falcons, they take the division lead. The uh, NFC South is just awful. Yeah, that, that division just god awful. Um. The Dolphins were on the road against the Commanders. The Dolphins with a very dominant win, forty-five to fifteen. Um, it was it was pretty much just uh, um, the Miami show in this game. Tua looked really good. Tyreek Hill two two touchdowns on just five receptions as well, and, and over one hundred fifty yards. Really, really solid game from him. Uh, and like I said, Tua looked really good. Sam Howell. Not one of his best games. I know, obviously, he has no one to throw to, and he has no offensive line. But, uh, yeah, just a pretty weak performance from him after actually playing some pretty damn good football this year. Yeah, that was a uh, a solid game from uh, Miami here with Tyreek going off, man. He's, he's looking like he's going to break the 2,000-yard uh, barrier for receiving in a season here. It's going to be uh, crazy to see the chase for 2,000. Tyreek is also a plus 5,000 for uh, MVP this year. So um, I, I know like it's a quarterback award pretty much because only quarterbacks ever win that for some reason. Uh, but, dude, you, you get, Tyreek right now is, I mean, he's the best player in football, like plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buccaneers hosted the Panthers. Uh, Bucks holding on twenty-one to eighteen. This was another mid-off in this game. Uh, Bryce Young looked horrible. Baker Mayfield didn't look all too good either. Um, yeah, just uh, pretty pretty terrible game. But uh, Carolina almost had a chance to beat Tampa Bay here, which would have just been hilarious for the memes if they did. But uh, Tampa Bay able to just hold on and uh, and get a nice victory here. Yeah, basically all that came out of this game was uh, Mike Evans crossing over the 1,000-yard mark again, which I think that was uh, the 10th time now that he's had um, a 1,000-yard season. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I believe that is correct. But uh, yeah, th- there's nothing really of note in this game. Uh, the Eagles hosted the Niners, and they 
got their asses handed to them. Niners winning 42 to 19. It was it was an ass beating. Um, the Niners walked in, threw a chair right at uh, Philadelphia's spine, and walked right the fuck out of the building. It was it was a massacre. It it, it was. Jalen Hurts, I know he's not 100%, but uh, Brock Purdy looked really good. Um, Christian McCaffrey went off as well. Debo Samuel had an incredible game. And and that San Francisco defense just, you know, absolutely beautiful since the uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, San Francisco's finally back from that three-game losing streak they had earlier on. They're looking like the best team again. Purdy's like MVP favorite right now, which is crazy to say. Like, not in a million years thought that would happen. Uh, not really too sure if it's much to do with him as is the team, but uh, you know everyone's doing their thing. McCaffrey, Debo Samuel had a big game. Um, they're undefeated with uh, Samuel and Trent Williams playing this year, so. 49ers are looking uh, dominant again as playoffs come around. I think they're going to win. If they play the Eagles in the playoffs too, I think they're going to beat them again. Yeah, uh, if, if if they do, I think they'll definitely beat the Eagles again, especially the way the Eagles just performed in this game. But uh, I, look, look, I'm not going to give Brock Purdy much credit at all. He's this, – this, you – could jump in there and play quarterback for, for San Francisco. I mean, it's not hard to do run, 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 five-yard pass, run, 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 five-yard pass. It's it's really not that hard. Uh, Brock Purdy is is not that good. And I'll continue to say it till the end of the year. He is a rat, and I don't like it. And, yeah, that's that. The Rams hosted the Browns. The Rams getting the W here, 36-19. to um, this was a really, really good game for Matt Stafford. Joe Flacco started for Cleveland. Um, he actually played a pretty decent game. Um, Puka Nakua had a really, really good game for LA, uh, getting over a hundred yards receiving in this game on just four catches. Um, th- this was a game I thought Cleveland maybe could win just cause the defense is really good. But, uh, yeah, no, the Rams with a very dominant win over Cleveland here. Yeah, it seems like the Rams, uh, they're just kind of coming out of nowhere these last few weeks getting some wins. I don't think they're going to do much with them. I think they're still probably going to miss the playoffs, but it's good to see that they, uh, they're they picking up some Ws. Um, yeah, Puka Nakua, man, he looks like the next uh, star wide receiver. So him and Cooper Cup on the same team. They are looking dominant there. Yeah, they have been looking really good lately. Uh, speaking of looking really good lately, Green Bay hosted Kansas City, and Green Bay gets the W, twenty-seven to nineteen. Um, yeah. Uh, look, Jordan Love, man, he's come on the last couple weeks. He he really has a really solid game from him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played pretty well. It's just he has no one to catch the ball. I mean, I mean, it's it's like his receivers are allergic to catching the ball. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Green Bay's defense looking really solid lately as well. Um, granted, it, it it does you know 
help when when the other team can't catch a cold, let alone a fucking football. Uh, but Jordan Love, man, as much shit as we talk, you know, in the middle portions of the season so far, man, he the last couple of weeks has looked really good. Yeah, Jordan Love, he's finally got it. It's so weird, man, with him. We started out praising him, then he played like ass for like five or six weeks. Then he's been playing good again these last two to three weeks, so maybe he's figured it out. We'll have to see. I mean, I need to see this over the course of like a whole entire season. Basically, this is his rookie year. I mean, I know that he's been on the team for a while, but this is his first year with the team actually getting reps full-time, so... I think that moving forward, he'll, he'll have a learning curve. Uh, there was someone at my work who was a Packers fan who I, I talked with about uh, this before the Thanksgiving game. Even I was like, do you think that they should give up on Jordan Love yet? And he said, no, uh, give him time to work with this offense. And, you know, he's looking pretty solid these last few weeks with uh, his receivers. And uh, they seem to be clicking right now. Yeah, they, they really are clicking the last few weeks especially. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't give up on Jordan Love just yet if I was Green Bay. And then lastly, last night, uh, Jacksonville hosted Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati getting the W in overtime, 34-31, to walk-off field goal for the win. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went down. Um, I haven't seen anything on on his injury. I don't know if how long he'll be out, but uh, I know he'll be out at least next week. Uh, I don't know. Did he did you hear anything on that? Uh, so yeah, they say he's uncertain. Uh, I think it's probably gonna be like a I don't know about a mild sprain, but uh, there was a video that I saw of uh, some guy. He was detailing the injury and um. Uh, what it looked like and it looks like he'll probably miss um i would assume two to three games uh with this uh with like a high ankle sprain okay yeah so yeah i i figured he'd be out at least you know this week probably next week he might be back in three weeks from now but uh we'll see but uh on the other side of the field though man uh jake browning had a really really good game um, keeping uh, Cincinnati in this game, especially after Trevor Lawrence went down. But, uh, yeah, uh, otherwise a good game, a good win for Cincinnati, um, a much-needed win. Um, but Jacksonville now, no Trevor Lawrence. They, you know, Houston has a chance. They they have a chance to win this division, which is I words I never thought I would he- he- uh, hear say come out or leave my mouth. Um, because they're just, they were, they were not supposed to be this good, but here we are, man. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, crazy what the NFL is. So that wraps up your games for the NFL this week. So we're going to get into the power rankings now. Uh, so staying at number 10 is the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, they had a loss, a pretty embarrassing loss, uh, 36 to 19 to LA, uh, Joe Flacco just stepped in, and he actually played a pretty damn good game overall, but uh, Cleveland's offense couldn't necessarily do a whole lot despite Flacco having a pretty good day. Uh, but that defense did not look good against this pretty average Rams offense. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd keep him in the top ten. Uh, but I feel like at the borderline, still fine. They've been hovering around that eight to twelve border all year round. So uh, Browns, uh, like I said, they've been there pretty much all season. Yeah, I mean they're a borderline top ten team for me, but uh, I, I mean, considering who's below them, I, I, I might, you know, say yeah, this ten spot might actually be a pretty good fit. Uh, moving up two spots into the top ten is the Houston Texans. Um, good win over the Broncos this weekend. Um, you know uh, they lost Tank Dell. Um, you know early this season and and but they have been still a really really good football team and they just ended a five game winning streak for Denver who was red hot you know for those five games out of nowhere uh but but you know a nice victory and now with you know Trevor Lawrence out they have a chance to claim victory or claim the uh, the lead of this uh AFC South yeah, the Texans are looking good, and definitely right now I would put them over the Browns. They are one of the uh, better teams, man. They're looking pretty good. Speaking of Jacksonville, they moved down one spot to number eight. Um, big loss, obviously, to uh, to Cincinnati. Not, you know, you know, nothing went well for for Jacksonville, especially after Trevor Lawrence went down. Um, but. Uh, it was it was a uh, it was not a good loss to take, especially to a Cincinnati team that doesn't have you know their starting quarterback the rest of this year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, that said, you know they they still can prove me wrong, but without Trevor Lawrence, man, I don't know how this offense is going to move forward. Yeah, this offense, man, I'm not sure what they're going to do right now. Uh going to be tough next few weeks but uh, we'll see how they do yeah we will see for sure uh, moving up one spot to number seven to the Detroit Lions um, this is the best record they've had since 1962 uh, to start a year really good um, way to start the year but they haven't looked all too great lately there's a lot of injuries now I mean uh you know, I saw Aline uh, McNeil is out for at least the next four weeks for Detroit. He's on the IR, um, and he's he's the best you know defensive tackle that the Lions have, and and uh, according to PFF, he's the fifth best defensive tackle in the league, um, which is obviously a huge blow to the Lions' defense, who's already without Branch and Anzalone. Uh, Frank Ragnall's out, and they're going. They're going to go into Chicago this week, man. Uh, where it's supposed to snow. Jared Goff outside. It is a thing. He is absolutely horrible uh, when he's not in a domed stadium. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it is. It is not going to look good for Detroit. But they are definitely a top ten team still. But uh, things just aren't looking good for Detroit at the moment. Yeah, Detroit, man. Um... Hopefully they can get really hot here at the end towards the playoff time and prove to everyone that they are legit because I feel like, you know, the record is really good right now, but like I said, they haven't been dominating teams like 
San Francisco or even the Eagles were um, just I feel like a lot of people aren't aren't taking them as seriously as they as they could be right now so hopefully they can show up beat Chicago pretty handily and continue from there it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough in Chicago and they already almost lost to Chicago too which uh not good and like I said Jared Goff outside is a thing he is terrible when he's when he plays outside uh moving down two spots to number six is the Kansas City Chiefs after embarrassingly losing to Green Bay who might just be coming on at the right time because Green Bay's you know they're they're in the wild card hunt now um and and yeah uh Kansas City did not look all too great this weekend terrible terrible uh game in terms of receiving um look it, it, it's 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 kind of sad just how bad Kansas City's receivers are when they're trip when they're like basically triple teaming Kelsey so he's he's basically taken out of the game and and you don't have to really worry about covering these receivers because they keep dropping everything thrown their way man uh, Patrick Mahomes can't do everything himself, and uh, it's starting to really, really show that. Yeah, honestly, it really is. It's starting to show uh, that this team is just not as strong as uh, they could be. I mean, I th- I feel like this is the Kansas State team that people were expecting last year when they lost Tyreek and uh, that they would take their step back. And last year they were – still super solid but this is like the first year where they are actually not as uh, the Chiefs of old so I mean this offense is just dead right now not anything going uh, strong for them on offense besides Kelsey yeah and it's it's funny too because it's just like um you know it's it's we expected this last year after losing Tyreek. It's kind of like the running internet explorer. They're just a little bit behind. That's all. Uh, moving up one spot into the top five is the Miami Dolphins. Um, dominating performance on the road where they've struggled on the road. Yes, it is Washington who is falling apart ever since the trade deadline. Uh, after a pretty strong start to the season, um, but, uh, yeah, a nice dominant win for them. Tyreek, like I said, he's the best player in football right now, man. Yeah, he just always has the explosive playability that, you know, makes him have a case to be uh, the, the best player in football. I mean, the way that he can impact on one play, just it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's incredible what he can do. Uh, moving up one spot to number four is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, it was a good week for Dallas, uh, especially if you are a Dallas fan. Uh, seeing Philly go down, they have you know they have a chance now to actually win their division um, because they still have to play Philly one more time. And if this game broke Philly, there's a there's a damn good chance. Um, that uh, that Dallas could go in there seeking blood uh, against the Eagles, but uh, yeah, um, you know Dallas has been a top five team all year, uh, and you know a nice win over over Seattle this week. Got to give them credit, man. Yeah, they've been 
doing pretty good. Uh, they definitely have been one of the better teams. They've been hovering right around that top five range, and they uh, they have a lot to prove here uh, coming up with you know uh, the Eagles and possibly going for the division lead. I don't think they're going to get it, but uh, just showing out and showing everyone that they're actually legit because I feel like no one takes Dallas too seriously just because they're Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I don't take them too seriously, but they have been playing consistently all year uh, round. Moving down two spots to number three, Philadelphia. Um, Like I said earlier, it was just a chair straight to the spine of Philadelphia. And San Francisco ended up walking out of that building. Just absolutely dominant from San Francisco. Uh, Philly didn't look too good. And now, you know, they're on that brink of, okay, well, we have we could lose, you know, the uh, this division. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a um, – it was, it was just not a good game from Philly. Uh, the defense could not do anything to stop San Francisco. Um, it, it's what happens when you have a healthy Christian McCaffrey and a quarterback who only has to throw five yards down the field. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, Philly's been a top-five team all year. I th- I'm pretty sure they'll bounce back after this, though. But, uh, yeah, not the best of weeks for them. Yeah, they'll bounce back for sure. Staying at number two is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're on a bye week this week, but, um, you know, they, I still think, might be the best team in football right now. Um, they're, top, they're on top of the AFC. Uh, they've been dominant pretty much every single game since, like, I think, like, week five or week six. Really, ever since they played the Lions, it's just been straight-up dominant. Um so yeah, uh, keeping them at at two, completely agree with here. Yeah, I mean, not much to say they didn't play this week. And then lastly, moving up two spots, back to number one where they were for the first five weeks of the season is the San Francisco Forty Niners. Um, you know, we just talked about it. Uh, dominant over Philly, straight up dominant. I think they played that game again. It is again a San Francisco blowout I mean they had everything done correctly their offense looked really good the defense just incredible that addition of Chase Young has really really worked for San Francisco yeah and then the one thing I like about San Francisco right now is uh they're actually winning the uh big games of the year like and they're winning them big I remember when that Dallas game was hyped up as a huge game for them, and they they blew them out. Same thing with Philadelphia. They uh they're taking the tough opponents and really showing why they are the the best team. Yeah, they they really really have man. So that wraps up your weekend for the NFL. So we're not gonna move over to college football, and boy, we have a lot to cover here. Uh, but first, we're gonna get into the conference championships. So Friday night. We had the Pac-12 championship. It was Washington, number three Washington, versus number five Oregon. And Washington just barely holding on, 34-31. to 31. Um, 
Look, I, I feel like if Oregon played football in the uh, first half of the game, they probably would have won this game. Uh, that was a very good second half from Oregon on both sides of the ball, but uh, they couldn't get a late stop, and it ended up uh, leading to a Washington W here. But, uh, yeah, very, very, very uh, great game to uh, to send off the Pac-12. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bittersweet moment for the Pac-12. Washington, uh, they doubled down and beat Oregon twice. I mean, they deserve to uh, to get in, man. Um, it was a nice statement win for them, and like uh, like we said, for these teams that were already at the top, uh, all they had to do is win and get in. Except for one team, which we'll talk about uh, when we talk about the uh, the selection for the teams. Because uh, apparently, if you did win, uh, you weren't automatically in. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sad, sad seminal noises. Um, uh, number twenty-four, Liberty hosted uh, New Mexico State for the Conference USA Championship. Liberty gets a nice win here, forty-nine to thirty-five. I didn't watch this game, frankly, because it's the Conference USA, so I don't give a shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they remain perfect for the year, and now they have a chance to even stay more perfect with a bowl game. Uh, and then Saturday, we had lots to cover. We're going to go over the, the not-so-no-one-cares-about conferences first. Um, with the Mountain West, we had Boise State versus UNLV. Boise State wins 44-20. to Again, didn't watch this game, but uh, nice, uh, you know, win for Boise State. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we were both taking UNLV, but I liked Boise State. I think they had a good chance, and they came up with the domino win. I think you took Boise State last week, and I took UNLV, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, For the MAC Championship, Miami of Ohio upsets Toledo 23-14. I did watch some highlights from this game. Uh, It was in Detroit, of course. Pretty dominant game from Miami overall. Um, they were able to, you know, hold uh, that Toledo offense, which had been really, really good all year, um, to uh, to only 14 points. Um, but a good win for Miami of Ohio, uh, beating, you know, the best MAC team by far over the last few years especially. Um, they, Miami came out of really nowhere. They were kind of – trash the last couple of years and out of nowhere man uh they're mac champions yeah i didn't see that coming uh i saw people you know at that game and i didn't watch it but i saw you know that miami of ohio you know looking pretty good yeah, they, they look pretty good in this game. Uh, to the AAC, uh, number 22, Tulane versus SMU. SMU dominated Tulane here, man. Uh, they get the win, and they are your AAC champions. Um, SMU looked, like I said, really good. Tulane just could not move the ball at all, which is really sad to see because their offense looked pretty good, especially really to start the year, but... Uh, the last few games, man, they haven't really been able to move the ball. And, uh, yeah, SMU gets us a nice W. Yeah, I wasn't expecting, uh, wasn't expecting that. Uh, definitely had Tulane in this game, but SMU uh, did their thing. Uh, and then the Sun Belt, uh, Troy versus App State. Troy 
really dominating App State here, 49-23. to um, Didn't really watch this game. Troy had a much better season overall. Um, and, uh, yeah, they get a nice W here. Yeah, it was a nice W. Um, you know, uh, it's the Sun Belt. Not too many people were paying too much attention to it, but um, still a bowl win nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, championship. Uh, I mean, conference championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now now to the games that people actually care about and watched. Um, the Big 12, uh, number seven, Texas versus number 18, Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas just absolutely blowing the doors off Oklahoma State, forty-nine to twenty-one. Um, I, I basically from the first play of the game, I was like, okay, Texas is winning this game because they came out, they exploded all over Oklahoma State. Uh, Quinn Ewers looked really, really good. Uh, four hundred fifty yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, he did throw a pick, which. You know, it didn't look good, but, uh, you know, it didn't matter because he was just absolutely dominant in this game, man. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good win for Texas here. And, you know, they did their part. Um, Again, we'll get into that doing your part thing, but um, Texas uh, did their part this weekend. Yeah, I mean, a dominant win in a championship game. I mean, you, you can't ask for much more than that out of Texas. And like I said all year, man, Texas is back. Uh, to the Big Ten championship, it was number 16, Iowa, versus number two, Michigan, here in Indianapolis. Um, and, yeah, Michigan, 26 nothing. Um, nice win. They barely did anything creative offensively because they didn't need to. Defensively, they played, well, very good because Iowa's offense is just straight-up trash. Um, the spread was 22 uh, for Michigan, and uh, the over-under was 35.5. So, um, yeah, thanks for your contribution to that over Iowa. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, just a nice win for Michigan. And, uh, you know, the trophy ceremony, uh, getting the or having Dzinter get the uh, the trophy, uh, class act from Michigan. I thought you know Jim Harbaugh would try to embarrass Petiti on the stage, but uh, he didn't end up doing that. Yeah, um, shout out Michigan for covering in this game because uh, I needed that. It was a rough weekend up until that point uh, for me, but uh, yeah, they came in clutch for me, so I appreciated that, and uh, it was a nice win over Iowa. I don't know if you should be thanking Michigan for just doing enough or Iowa for being so ass that uh, they couldn't even score a single point uh, against Michigan here. Uh, To the SEC, number eight, Bama versus number one, Georgia. And boy, what a game it was. Bama getting the upset win 27-24. And they got themselves into the college football playoffs. Because of that, Georgia will not be in the playoffs, so they will not three-peat. So another year or another time without a three-peat winner in the national uh, championship. Uh, this was just a really good game from uh, from Milrow. He looked really good. Um, 
Carson Beck in moments he looked good at other moments he did not and uh yeah Georgia just falling short to Alabama 27-24 yeah this game was uh this game was crazy and um I read too this is the first time that a team going into a conference championship weekend number one knocked out of the CFP it's never happened before so um Georgia man I mean they had their chance to lock up their their fate, and they just they blew it, man. Yeah, they they. I, I heard someone say they just picked a bad day to have a bad day, uh, and because they did not play their best. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. For, first time a a the number one seed didn't make the playoff in college football playoff history, and also the first time a undefeated Power Five conference champion doesn't make the fucking playoffs. Uh, Florida State, number four Florida State, uh, beat number 14 Louisville 16-6. to And the reason why Florida State didn't make the playoff apparently is because their quarterback is injured. Like, that's a good excuse. Yeah. Um, so just terrible. Great Jordan Travis should wear in the Heisman because he uh, he's that important to this team that these guys you know were fighting all year um, and they won every single game. They did everything they were supposed to do, and uh, you know SEC bias. Yeah. Now, would I would I say Florida State is one of the best four teams in the country? No, they're not. I uh, I I think you you and I can objectively agree that. Florida State is not a top four team in the country right now, because yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if if, if going into this week, if you looked at every single team in the top eight, they would be at the if they if Florida State was in the playoffs against any of these teams, they'd be at minimum a fifteen point underdog to every single one of those other seven teams. Um, you know, I I agree. You know they they got screwed in this game, but uh, or they got screwed by the committee. But at the same time, they did put the four best teams. Well, actually, I don't even think they put the four best teams because I think Georgia Georgia should Georgia. still be in. I mean, I mean by the logic of four best teams, Georgia's right? In the playoffs, right? Georgia's in. Georgia would have to be in. Bama would have to be in. Washington would have to be in. And and you could coin flip Michigan and Texas. I mean. Uh, but yeah, it was um, unprecedented to uh, to see. I mean, Jordan Travis was was going through it on Twitter, man, saying, "I wish I broke my leg earlier in the season," and mm-hmm. he he was going through it. But uh, let, let's lay out the college football playoffs now um, for for everyone. Um, so we have Michigan finally at number one. That I wanted to see that number at some point next to Michigan's name at some point this season. Do they deserve number one, in my opinion? No. I would put Washington at number one, in my honest opinion, because they've played more real teams. Uh, but that said, uh, yeah, you have Michigan at one, you have Washington at two, uh, Texas is at three, and then Bama's at four. And and I, Texas being at three makes sense because they did beat Bama, so... You know, got to got to give them the head to head there, but uh, yeah, uh, really. Um, I I was hoping, I was praying Georgia won that game one because fuck Bama, but also because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see one last Rose Bowl of Pac-12 and uh, Big Ten. Man, it would have been a great way 
to end the the Pac-12 is to have, you know, that Washington-Michigan matchup, Pac-12, Big Ten, one last time in the Rose Bowl before the Pac-12 is gone. Uh, but that said, you'll have Michigan and Bama playing in the Rose Bowl, and then Washington and Texas uh, playing each other in the um, uh, in the Sugar Bowl, and that's uh, it's gonna be very very interesting playoff. I mean, we got four of the best teams in the country. I mean, there's so many. I mean, you could put Oregon as a top four team. This year, you could obviously put Georgia in there, but we got four very good teams uh, in this uh, game or in this college football playoffs. But uh, it sucks for Florida State; they did get kind of hosed. But at the end of the day, you're gonna get a better game with Michigan versus Bama instead of Michigan versus Florida State. Yeah, I understand that. I just it just feels so, you know. Maybe if it wasn't for my like, 10-year hatred of Bama, I would feel differently if it was actually a team that I liked getting in. But the fact that they had to put an SEC, it felt like they were forcing an SEC school. And just the scenario where it was so tough because of the win that Texas had, because it's like, well, you got to put Texas ahead of Bama. But then if Bama beat Georgia, what was the point of Bama even trying to beat Georgia if they weren't even going to make it to the playoffs? So I feel like it was just a tough situation all around. Uh, I personally would have had Florida State in just because, you know, they they worked their ass off all year to win all those games. And I know that it's the, the four best teams and you want the dream matchups. But, I mean, the goal of college football is to win. And they went out there and they won every game. I know their schedule wasn't as tough as others, but, I mean, look at everyone else. I mean, besides uh, – Georgia at the end of the year, did Bama play anyone decent besides Texas? And they lost that game. And they needed a prayer to beat Auburn. It was uh, just like these schedules. Uh, they didn't have enough dominant of a schedule uh, compared to what Florida State did. Just sucks for Florida State, man, because it's like, what more do you want them to do? Yeah, I mean, look, Bama has the best win in the country by far. Um Actually, no, I, I think Texas still has the best win in the country, which was that win over Bama um, on the road, no less, too. But, uh, you know, I, I feel for Georgia. I mean, they absolutely deserve to be in the playoff. Florida State, obviously, they got hosed here. But um, I, I'd much rather have a, you know, more competitive game. Yes, I would like the free square because anyone that played Florida State was automatically in the, the the national title game, I feel like, um, yeah, Florida State would have just been the free square to get there, um, but Michigan's gonna have to earn it, um, and uh, you know, my 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 dream, you know, scenario is a, is a Michigan versus Texas uh, natty, Michigan winning, of course, because Michigan and Texas play each other in the non conference schedule next year, which is, and that's gonna be in the big house too. Uh, that's going to be a really, really exciting game to watch. Um, but, you know, th- this playoff, I mean, you got four really, really good teams that all do deserve to be in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, this this is going to be a fun month leading up to these uh, these games here. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun month indeed. 
you know, Michigan last year, they got the easier draw in TCU and they still lost. So uh, this year with the selection, you know, they, they looked pretty scared. So, I mean, I think either way, whether it was Washington, Texas, or Bama, like I said, Florida State would have been the easy draw for them. But um, any of these teams are looking pretty good right now. So I don't think there was an easy pull of the four teams that made it. No, it's, it's, it's not an easy pull uh, for anyone. Like I said, if Florida State made it in, it's the free square for Michigan because look, TCU last year, Michigan was just a, I believe it was six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Florida State, they would have been a 16-and-a-half-point favorite, which is wildly different. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it was um, – it was. It, it's. It's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, bowl season is finally upon us. Um, this week we're gonna have the Army Navy game, which is all. I always watch that game, even though it's a, a snooze fest most of the time. But you know, it, it's always a good game to watch. Still, at times. Um, that said, man, um, we we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, we'll we'll talk about all the bowl games as they come through the weeks to us. Um. And and man, we got we got to talk about the transfer portal too, man, because there's a lot that happened uh, with the transfer portal opening up yesterday. Uh, we could talk about that more on Thursday. So, Mike, you have anything else before we get going here? Uh, no. So you know, it was a crazy weekend for football uh, this week. Uh, we'll talk more like transfer portal. Maybe try and incorporate some uh, NBA stuff. The in-season tournament's been uh, been uh, fully underway now, and starting to get down to the finals. So we'll talk about that as well. Maybe touch on some other topics that come up as well, uh, and then of course the previews. Yeah, we have a uh, lot to talk about still. Uh, obviously, NFL season we're still in the middle of that. Uh, college football is coming to a close here, but. Uh, we we got a lot to talk about still with that, especially you know, like I said, the transfer portal and all that fun stuff, uh, and, and bowl games, of course. Um, but that said, uh, everyone, uh, rate, review, subscribe, you know, help us out. Let us know, you know, hey, we want to, you know, hear more of this or we want to hear more of that or whatever. Uh, just help us out, you know, and. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Thursday.